Hello, hello everybody, welcome back to Too Long Just Listen, the show where I, your host Alex Swan, discuss, talk about anything and everything that I recently posted on my website, alexswan.co.uk. This episode, we're going to be discussing and reviewing the video game Road 96. Road 96 was a game that I first came across when I was watching E3 um, several months back, um, and it definitely intrigued and grabbed me. Um, there were prior uh, show-offs and a few gaming shows um, and award ceremonies, but I didn't see it until E3. Um, and the premise of this idea um, that they've used is that it's a story which is procedurally generated and that no one's journey is the exact same. Um, which had me intrigued as this year definitely focuses heavily on the idea of replayability in video games. Um, you've got Road 96, which has this idea, and I'll get into detail about the idea of how it does its replayability. You've got 12 minutes, where the literal core gameplay loop is in 12 minutes, um, and Deathloop, which has this kind of same idea. Um, these are games which have concepts where you play it from anywhere between 12 minutes all the way up to a few hours um, at a time and then you reset and you play it once again. This year is going to be important to kind of reflect on and see what kind of other games have done this before and that this isn't just a solo adventure game um, which very much enthralled me um, heavily on my first playthrough. Um, full disclosure, um, I really enjoyed this game. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm at the very bottom of my review just because of arbitrary stuff. Um, I gave it about an 8 out of 10. And I actually think, yeah, it's about a 7.5, 8 out of 10. Um, but would I give it any higher? No, I, I would literally not be able to give it any higher. Uh, especially if I start coming into further considerations and critiques. And one of those critiques is the fact that this game is not very good from a replayability standpoint. A game which whole concept is about replaying it, it's not a good, it's not a, a fun experience when you play it the second time around. Um, and that's the full playing it a second time around um, as opposed to the loop system. So how I'm going to explain this is that in the game you play a teen who is looking to escape the country of Petra, right? And Petra is this totalitarian kind of communism state uh, where its president is enforcing heavy taxes and uh, luxury for the wealthy and those in the know and in the right circles and absolute poverty on everybody else and then you come across people of different walks of life and everything and how they react to these experiences and everything that they go through. I'm going to be calling each of these teens a vessel um, as it honestly doesn't matter. Um, you can't grow any form of attachment to the the characters these teams that you're playing they they are literal vessels um and the way that i always kind of looked at it was they're just another version of this idea of me playing a teen that this character that this i am a person that is just trying to escape petra and i'm going to play all of the teens in the same way because if you don't play every team the same way, if you do play them slightly differently that they all have slightly different personalities you will get a bad ending you will because 
there's no physical way, unless every single one you play through, and you're saying, everyone, I'm rolling dice, and I'm going to be role-playing a political activist. And I, and I think that's where I want to go now, because you get to play these teens, and you play about... In my first playthrough, I played seven teens, uh, or seven vessels. And then on my second playthrough, I only played about five. No, I played six. Uh, and on my third one, I didn't even get to the very, very end, because once you get to the the, the final vessel, it, it everything starts happening the exact same way. So, the story is kind of thrown at you, um, and the way that I will describe how the story is kind of unveiled to players, or when you play it, is that... And it, and it only really was clear to me upon my second playthrough, and I should make I should add that, that the first playthrough I didn't have this issue. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but when I played it a second time around and I started thinking about how the game works and everything, I was suddenly um, almost shocked that the game is almost broken down into a almost two deck of cards system. You have a narrative deck um, and you have a kind of almost whatever else is. And I think that obviously certain things are weighted, like perks are definitely weighted heavily. Um, and if they need to help complete a story arc that they that is procedurally being generated or the deck of cards is, be, is, is drawing, uh, then it will weight those higher. Because um, yes, after my first playthrough, I did have every single perk, but I got one of those perks extremely late. So late to the point, I would argue that outside of being able to use it once, that was pretty much the only time I had it. And the perk that I got that late was um, Omen Vitality. Um, I got it at the very, very end of my first playthrough, which, oh cool, I have more energy so I can climb over the mountain and escape in my sixth playthrough, uh, on my 16. Okay, cool. Uh, but then after that, it was kind of a bit eh. If you if you're following my drift, it was kind of like a oh, I wish I had this all, all the way through. On my second playthrough, I was like, okay, great, I have every single perk just from the very beginning. But then you start to realize that these perks are extremely situational, that some of them are more useful than others. Um and let me go through the perks. So Omen Vitality just gives you more um, an energy boost, but it also kind of lets you do a few other um, events where if it required you to have a higher constitution, to use a D&D &D analogy, um, you could just do it without needing to do that energy check as it would, as it would be, because it's honestly a great analogy for it. Um, government Pass is basically um, an ID, which allows you to buy the best uh, moneymaker in the game so if you have that in your new game plus and you go and you happen to go to a convenience store or two by the way there are a few and they are part of the narrative deck so you, you're going to be able to get it uh, and you can make a crap load of money just depends on when you get them uh, there is one gas station which is pretty early on normally about second or third team you should get it um so that's always a good start um so you can always make a load of money lucky star is probably the worst one uh it basically gives you a 15 percent chance um of getting, of, of kind of having something go your way. Um, I much more, more would have preferred it if it was a reroll. Um, so if you failed, you can get a second attempt, regardless of what the percentage are, it's just a reroll. Um, but hey, uh, lock picking was great. Just wish you could have used it on cars or maybe lock it behind New Game Plus. 
once you get to New Game Plus, then you can suddenly start lockpicking every car, right? You just become great at it. Or maybe it's even something that you... So it, it, that's the next level up, right? You get it from Stan and Marsh, so I would have loved it if they could have gone to the next level with that. Um, hacking was pretty cool. It felt a bit limited. Um, it was a bit of a flash in the pan, and then kind of that was it. It'd be cool if maybe you could hack ATMs with a percentage of chance or some stuff. Um, and cleverness... Okay, maybe Cleverness was actually the worst one. No, no, Lucky Star was definitely the worst part. Cleverness was, it opened up some dialogue trees to some, like, one-off one-liners, but outside of that, I wasn't enthralled. Like, I wasn't impressed with Cleverness. I was really hopeful that maybe, um, and maybe I just didn't experience it, right? Like, maybe I didn't experience the part of the game where it really kind of gives you that payoff, um, where potentially if you talk the right lines, you can get out, but I was able to escape Petra in more than multiple ways but i'm getting ahead of myself let's not talk about the escape part let's um first of just kind of discuss how a vessel or a team works so you get randomly thrown in as a team so sonia does her show you pick a random team they are just randomly somewhere at the bottom of the map of petra if you're interested in what the map of petra looks like i've got it on my website uh, got a screenshot from the very end where you've got six teams kind of dispersed. Team number seven was being loaded in onto that uh, playthrough. So it hadn't been shown me yet. It was just loading in. Um, so you get loaded in and you get thrown into a scenario. You just get thrown into a random scenario. Um, I think every time... So I did a few random first times just to see what it happened. And every single time it was basically a random scenario. There was never a narrative one, which I think is a really nice way. Um, I got some vastly different ones. I started off one um, basically date uh, going on the date with Sonya just randomly. And I had no idea who this character was in my first playthrough. So it was really different. Whereas the second time around, I basically met Jared. And he just murdered someone straight up in front of me. In my like, um, if that was my first playthrough, I would have such a different perspective. Um, and I had another one where I basically started with John um, and kind of was helping him out and kind of understanding everything else around that and kind of learning about Alex in a very different way. Um, I would have been interested if maybe there was something with Fanny really early on or maybe with Stan and Marsh. I didn't experience those ones, but I think I would have been pretty interested. Um, Zoe is always going to be early on, as they are kind of the um, the early parts or the early caretaker, as I kind of feel of them of the narrative. They uh, Zoe does a lot of the early game carrying um, before uh, John, Fanny, Alex, and kind of take over the mid to late game. Uh, and obviously, it's really interesting kind of having Sonya as this constant recurring character from the very beginning. Uh, and Jared was also a very interesting character. I didn't really unlock all of his narrative stuff till my second playthrough, but I, I, that was kind of the thing that kind of kept me going through my second playthroughs, is that I didn't know every little tidbit about these characters, and they got fleshed out far, far more in my second playthrough. Um, but outside of that kind of dopamine that was kind of going through me all over and over um there really wasn't much more of a reason to keep playing the game like after a second or third time yeah okay you can get different exit um no endings but you can just look that up on youtube like I, I, i'm not going to pretend that you can't do that um and i think game developers understand that concept right like if you finish a game and they they're there's about four or five different endings. That's it. This isn't near Automata where there's like a hundred plus endings. This is 
This is row 96. There's about four endings and that's kind of it. And yeah, it is what it is, right? I didn't hate it, didn't love it. I think there's probably a lot more to explore and understand. Um, and I, I, I definitely am intrigued to see how core concepts around this game kind of work. But there are these scenarios that you go through and you go about through five and six five to six scenarios with one or two of them being a narrative one and the rest of them being kind of random ones where you might get perks you might just get introduced you might get maybe a wider story plot line or maybe um in some of these scenarios you're just going to have a few conversations and then that's it um and maybe it just kind of goes oh are you going to be voting and you basically go i don't really care about anyone i just want to get out of here and a lot of the options are i don't care because you'll be talking to random people and they'll just ask you, oh, what do you think? You go, either I don't care, I'm just trying to get out of here as a hitchhiker, um, kind of a nomad, as it would be. Um, you have the political rise up where you're like, I'm going to be telling everyone to vote and kind of get the other candidate, um, which you can actually have happen, by the way. Um, or you can just be a radical and you can just want to destroy the system and burn it all down. Revolution. Um, uh, because I'm... It's important to think that while you're doing all of this, there is a wider thing. It's why your vessels don't really matter. Um, it's why don't think of the vessels as independent teens. Think of them as just kind of a wider view of you as the player. And you're just kind of implanting your ideas on how you want to play this playthrough. Um, I had the great idea when I was first playing through. I was like, ooh, what about if you do a mute um, speedrun? What about, uh, or not a mute speedrun, uh, but what about if you did a mute run? What about if you did X, Y, and Z? And it very quickly came to me at the end of the second run that it's like, that just isn't going to be possible. Um, you are forced to do a lot in this game. Like, it does require you to kind of, you can't, <laughs> You can't do the Resident Evil way of thinking about the game and everything. You have to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and that's really important um, to kind of understanding the wider scope that this game entails, right? So, coming on to the ending part and escaping Petra, this is where I see the game in two parts. There is the whole part of exploring the world of Petra, which is you don't really get to explore. You just kind of get four to five scenarios, which kind of show you this veil of Petra and you get to meet multiple characters that inhabit the world. And then you get the escaping part of Petra, which is quite substantially a different experience. Um, and how I escaped, I escaped almost a different way every single time on both of my playthroughs now on my each playthrough i might have recut um i might have done the same escape a second time around absolutely um i might have tried it a slightly different way um but i definitely escaped like in my first playthrough um i played by paying someone to try and smuggle me in their truck so i could try and escape petra Whereas the second time around when I played the game, um, I decided, you know what, I've got the lockpick really early on into this game. Like, you, you're just not meant to have it this early on, um, unless you get really lucky with the random scenarios, right? But because it's New Game Plus, I already have access to it, and as such, that's what I did. Um, and I decided to lockpick my way in. I already knew about the dog scenario that happened, so I knew how to kind of play through that. I knew how much energy I needed, and I kind of was like, cool, I can just get through this experience. And because I already know about some of this information, I know I can do other stuff in the future. 
So I climbed the mountain in both of my playthroughs, but um, in my second playthrough, I definitely explored far more options with the people that you can pay to kind of try and get you across the border. Um, I tried exploring with kind of getting them halfway. Um, I helped the random skater dude that was there sometimes. And um, that reoccurring character that's always there. By the way, there's a lot of random third party reoccurring characters throughout this game that really help flesh out and kind of make the game feel a bit less like a repetitive steamball like it really could have been so much worse if they were just a bunch of no-name characters but the fact that you get some reoccurring characters that continuously come around with different vessels and teams that you play really helped add to the world that i was in kind of in like petra actually felt like a real world um there's like this underground cavern area where apparently there's more than one exit um because I definitely didn't take the same way. Now, it might have joined, but the way that you get there, um, I met, like, a random family that was just trying to scrounge and get by down there. It was like, I was like, oh my god, in my whole first playthrough, I never experienced this. And this is why I go, I, I, I argue heavily in my review that it's like, if you could do this ending portion, which felt incredibly wide and definitely changed week to week. Like, if I kept trying to do the, the, uh, the escaping in the truck, it gets harder. And at one point, they just were like, nope, we are scanning everybody, and you will get found. And I was like, huh, okay, that's really cool. Um, but obviously, it's it's believable that the game can think about this. Um, like, I remember in my second playthrough, I hadn't climbed the mountain, uh, and I was like, ooh, maybe I should do that. I was then talking to someone, and they were like, don't climb the mountain. I'm like, what the? okay, and I was like, why not? And they're like, well, because um, we've heard um, that a lot of teens have tried doing that. And they've died. And and it's kind of like, oh. Oh, wow. Like, I hadn't had that conversation in my first playthrough, but that was something I experienced in my second playthrough. But it, it, it's, it's there's a lot of these small things that you can experience, but if you don't do the right thing at the right time, you can overlook it. And I really like that that's kind of what helped my second playthrough not feel so redundant and that it wasn't just a complete repeat of everything I experienced before. Yes, the cards in the decks were in different orders and everything, if, if you think, if you continue using that analogy with me for the scenarios. Um, but the ending portion always felt a little bit unique, even though I was virtually doing the same thing. 10 15 plus times it, it still felt new and interesting and enthralling but sadly that's all the good i have because the graphics definitely didn't leave me jumping for joy uh <laughs> this was a game that i very much felt like it could have probably come out in the mid 2000s late 2000s uh, and i probably would have been like yeah Seems about right, graphical-wise. Um, I'm far. I am very much aware that this is a studio that do do create games in a stylistic manner, and that's completely their prerogative. The graphics just didn't do it for me. Um, I was thinking of uh, the game Thirteen or Fortnite. Um, weirdly enough, they were the first two games that really jumped out to me. Um, I would have loved it if they had either gone far more into a stylistic style like 13 or if we had done something a bit different like firewatch the big issue for me with the graphics is like it basically was fine except for when they tried to do in-game cutscenes and you basically get the same in-game cutscene a lot because some of it is just going to repeat i don't i i experienced that firsthand on multiple endings uh, it was similar, not explicitly the same, but pretty similar. It, it, it looked 
really dated, like, kind of Dawn of the Dead, no, War the House of the Dead 4. Like, it, it felt like it was a Konami arcade game with how stilted these graphics were in the cutscenes. Like, it wasn't good. And especially when you're kind of ending your narrative-focused game, you need to be ending it with a pretty banging cutscene. And this... <laughs> this was not a banging cutscene, ladies and gentlemen. So, the graphics definitely pulled me out, especially at the end when you start seeing some of these character faces and they're trying to do some voice acting stuff and it's just like, whoa, okay, that's not worked. And the story itself, as you can tell, I've talked about the scenarios and all this other stuff. Story was fine. It did exactly what it needed to do. Um, I just have some issues with the way in which people were talking, um, which is kind of a weird thing. Like the voice acting was fantastic. I really enjoyed all of the voice actors work. Um, my concern was more of the actual lines they were saying. I was kind of a bit confused. Are we doing a modernistic take with some other alternative? Or are we are we trying to set this in the 80s and 70s? Or are we trying to just... I, I don't know. It, it felt like the game wouldn't be too short either. Um, but it was definitely something that kind of pulled me out of the experience. And when you get pulled out of the experience, it really takes you a few minutes to then get it re-engrossed. And if what what the characters are saying which is guess what a heavy portion of this game is whatever the characters are saying to one another um it's not great it's not great but it's not the worst ultimately um i thoroughly enjoyed my time of road 96 um and i'm going to be ending you with the fact that this game did have one of the most moving moments i've ever experienced in video game really ever which is which is kind of stunning it, it's not the most um that still goes to the first time i played spec up the spec ops the line if you haven't and you don't know what i'm talking about just go play please go play spec ops the line the game's like five pounds or something now it's it, it's a very cheap game it has a story moment where if you know what i'm talking about yeah fucked me up as well and if you haven't go 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 do that um more than words was um a portion in the game which only popped up once in my first playthrough and never popped up again in any of my prior playthroughs maybe it's not something that's accessible in new game plus i don't know but the namesake song for road 96 um which was the road <laughs> uh was played constantly throughout um my playthrough and i thoroughly enjoyed the song it's become somewhat of an earworm um but it really does buckle you up random left field and i'm kind of sitting there going oh okay we're gonna get some phantoms interesting we're going we're getting some ghosty boys and girls okay this wasn't what i was expecting but okay what what have we got here i was very much enthralled i, I walked towards this car and then they disappear i'm like interesting the music starts to play and i'm like okay and then it hits me I'm going through basically Up's opening sequence, but randomly at, at this, like, I, I think I was playing this game at, like, 10, 11 o'clock on my first playthrough. I was I basically played the whole, whole first game, well, my first playthrough in one day, and I would genuinely cried. And as someone that has struggled to deal with their own personal emotions a lot over the last few years, um, actually feeling that emotion was was honestly kind of crazy. Um, I genuinely had this moment of kind of experiencing the up moment, and, and 
I can't really ex describe it much better than everyone has watched up and that that kind of sequence at the opening I genuinely experienced that with this game um, and that with this scenario when it played out um, of more than words I kind of was just like oh my god um, I had to like stop playing the game record my raw thoughts and then kind of just come back in because I was just so frazzled like I, I was genuinely not I wasn't prepared I was not prepared at all the game hit me with this and then just continued on like nothing happened like I think straight after this I actually got the perk omen vitality um from John and I was just kind of like Jesus Christ and John kind of tells you that his partner died and it's just like oh my god I've just had this whole experience with the up opening sequence but this game's version of it and then I'm getting slapped in with narrative stuff like oh my god it was back to back and this is something that only this medium can do which is why I'm so happy that a game like this got to be made um because in this medium you can't just randomly left field throw something at the viewer and then actually kind of coast it to the end because it did it really did that and i don't know if other games would have the balls to do something like this but i'm really glad that this game did i, I really am so yeah ultimately road 96 probably not going to be my game of the year probably not even going to be on my short list of game of the year but it's a damn good game uh play it once don't have any interest in playing again if um i i kind of have said this um to myself and i've said this to a few friends if you've got a switch or if you've got a steam uh if you've got this on your steam library and other people want to play it open it up give them your your version on the switch on an sd card or however that works or or just uh, get it on the steam library through family sharing and everything make sure people play this game it's freaking fantastic go out and buy it. i think it's only like 15 16 pounds anyway smack it on go play it very much worth your time um though it it's not a great game to watch because the scenarios and everything kind of play out so uniquely and it's a one-time experience you kind of get your own little time capsule i recommend playing this game far more than watching it because it is so much more of a role-playing activity and moments like i've experienced won't hit the same if you're not playing um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening or watching. Hopefully more of this content coming soon, but we'll see how it goes. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.